The Worldcraft Club Podcast. Welcome to the podcast. A time devoted to world building and its impact on narrative, where we discuss any and all topics involving the crafting of fictional settings to inspire your creativity. My name is James. And my name is Seth. And we are your hosts for this delightful half hour. All right. Welcome, 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 dear listeners, to another episode of the Worldcraft Club. We have with us today Seth, as usual, and John, who's been with us for a couple of episodes prior and will be joining us today to talk about one of my favorite topics. So, guys, what's the deal with zombies? Zombies are everywhere. Clawing at your windows and doors and whatnot, gathering outside, just milling about in the street. Grab all the toilet paper and cans, yeah. Yeah. So given the uh, current um, situation, we might want to mention that this topic has actually been in process for a while. Something of an unfortunate timing with our current current outbreak of um, coronavirus. But uh, we have been talking about this topic for quite a while because... Zombies are one of those really interesting and sort of all-pervasive uh, creatures mm. that that tend to pop up in a lot of different worlds. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not just worlds that are built solely around the concept of zombies, but we actually find zombies across the board. You know, in fantasy, um, in sci-fi, we find them in sort of modern thrillers. Yeah, they're, they they are all over the place because um it's it's one of those things that's interesting is that we I want to delineate two things. It's like zombies are technically like a genre as well. Like there is there yeah, is a true. certain feel for a zombie movie, but then there's also zombies as like a world building artifact or just like an item that's in the world. So some places have a zombie present, but it needn't be a zombie explicitly a zombie movie with all of the tropes that would come with that which is interesting because we're we're kind of hitting a post zombie era if you like we're starting to get a lot of retrospectives on zombies and people are like oh can we put zombies in comedy or romance <laughs> like they're just kind yeah. of more pride and prejudice and zombies for example um you know people are kind of parodying this which is great because it's ripe for parody yeah uh, and i think it also is interesting seeing how zombies has expanded to where they went from just the kind of mindless brain-eating monsters to now you have zombies that are main characters and shows and uh, zombies that can talk to people and uh, kind of trying to break as you said trying to breaking some of those tropes and molds uh, but at the same time you say zombie you see a zombie uh, you read zombie and you kind of get an automatic picture of what a zombie is and kind of the traits of that creature, uh, which yeah. can't be said for a lot of creatures in fictional realms. I tell you what, this may sit outside of the bound of our, our research to some extent, because I, I don't think we thought of this, but what, what are, how are we going to define a zombie? Like what, what you say you have this image in mind of what a zombie looks like. Like, uh, cause we, we have a whole realm of undead. I mean, we've got like vampires and skeletons and all kinds of other things that kind of fall under, under that realm and zombie kind of fits under that broader category, but it's very much a, a category all its own. So how do we define these guys? What makes, what makes a zombie a zombie? Hmm. 
So according to Google, a zombie is a corpse said to be revived by witchcraft, especially in certain African and Caribbean regions. Or a tall mixed drink consisting of several kinds of rum, liqueur, and fruit juice. Absolutely. Yeah, that's so, about right. So this is really interesting. Um, I think I think the first part of the definition there is really what people latch onto, right? A corpse that has been revived. Mm. So yep. the the living dead, right? Or the undead. Um, yeah. What's what's fascinating about zombies, though, as a world building, uh, as a world building trope, is, or maybe artifact is a better term there. Um, what's fascinating about zombies as a world building artifact is that, apart from that, you can go in any direction. Yeah. Right. It's not like a volcano, where if you put a volcano in your world it either spews hot stuff or it doesn't spew anything at all, right? You mm -hmm. can't have a volcano uh, that, well, I don't know, maybe you can have a volcano. I always talk myself into these corners because I was about to say that you can't have a volcano that shoots rainbows. You, you can have volcanoes <laughs> but you that can like, have sing to each other and fall right. in love, though. Like, <laughs> exactly. Sorry, volcano love story. It was, exactly. It was so-so. I give it about a 5 out of 10. I didn't really know what to do with that. But yeah, zombies do more than spew, right? Like, right, that's, right. They, zombies, they, could, they could walk in any direction or talk or they can, become a well, character. They can walk outside they of the can walk and Pixar. Talk. If you would like them to. They could also be fast. They could be really smart. You know, they could be cunning. Mm, you could true. use them yeah. as both an apex predator and as a mindless horde of inconvenience. Oh, right, one hundred percent right. Like, uh, like the special zombies from uh, from Left for Dead kind of become like uh, apex predators, like the hunters. Yes, but then uh, the horde kind of is more like an environmental hazard. And yeah, a general monstrosity. Zombies are also really interesting because they don't. Well, again, depending on on how you're building your world, they may or may not expire. Right, and that's a really important thing. Oh, there's no sell by date. <laughs> right. So if you have zombies who don't expire, you end up creating some really, really interesting situations. So, so as we get into some of the details of, of sort of how zombies are used in worlds and, and some of the challenges with them, I do think that, uh, that it's worth noting that there's a huge amount of flexibility here. And... And zombies as a world-building artifact can really be, um, they can be a huge boon, right, to, to your world-building because they can, they can set the boundaries of what the characters can do very easily. Yeah, do you want to expand on that a little bit? So we often talk about how world-building is a matter of setting boundaries, right? We draw the borders of the world and we fill it with all sorts of awesome stuff. Well, zombies can act as a really, really good barrier. They, when you use them, let's say you were using them as an environmental hazard, right? You're in a world where within, let's say, a 48 hour period, some sort of um, pandemic sweeps the globe. 99% uh, of people are now zombies, okay? All of a sudden, the 
the ability for your characters to be mobile becomes a challenge in and of itself, right? If I decide I'm going to go into a city to get resources, then I am, I'm in trouble because 99% of the people there are going to try to eat me, right? And so by doing that, it creates, it creates a natural tension for walking into that, that situation. Yeah, so it sets boundaries of expectation. So the chances right. that your characters are going to uh, drive into the city for an evening of fun and gambling is is like seemingly less likely unless it's that uh, what's that one Dead Rising game? I can see that happening in Dead Rising. Yes, <laughs> I just go to like spin some roulette while he's killing zombies. And that's where and that's where you have you know tropes and and the subversion of tropes, right? Mm. Yeah, so yeah. you have like this is hardcore survival because there are zombies. But then you have you have the people going in and dealing with it seemingly in a lackadaisical manner because they're they're so used to it. Right. Mm, You also have situations where zombies can be kind of a a side effect to a bigger thing that's going on. Um, Mm. The the best example that I can think of is the Half-Life series where you have the headcrab zombies. Yeah. um, Yeah. Which is very different from what we normally think of a a zombie well and so that's an interesting question is that actually a zombie well i've been kind of screwing around with this like i think the borg might be zombies like from star trek right like i've I've been kind of like drifting through this and like i i think some of the common themes with zombies that makes them really anxiety like deriding is that they are um Mm. is that they look like humans and I think that's the really worrying thing. And they used to be your friends, right? Like those yeah. are like major things that pop up. And heck, even the most poignant scene in Shaun of the Dead is where he has to kill his own mother because she zombifies, right? Yeah. Uh, though he does not kill his best friend who zombifies. So I guess there's some uh, playing favorites there. But yeah, um, it's, it's a uh, commentary. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. But um, no, it's like, uh, you know, that, that that theme is actually pretty common. And even in... Uh, uh, the lesser known works of, uh, of of director Peter Jackson, who did Lord of the Rings, he did really early movies that were super low budget. One was called Brain Dead, where mm-hmm. he still holds the record for the most fake blood used, eighty gallons on set. That was a zombie wow. movie, and Oof. and that one he had uh, that it was it, a lot of it was a was a story about this guy's relationship with his overbearing and controlling mother, who kind of becomes an uber zombie at the end, and he has to defeat her. Uh, so this whole thing of zombies looking like us is part of the reason they right. get scary, right? The head crabs uh, zombies are interesting because I-, I can't forget that episode. We don't go to Ravenholm, yeah. And this whole thing of like that they're comparatively rare in some ways, like because they they have a specific disease vector of the of the head crabs, and they have to be you know parasitically connected to a head crab in order to do that. And then we meet a friendly little guy who's got his beak removed, so he can't you know connect with anybody and so suddenly he's our friend because he wants to eat us but can't because we <laughs> pulled his teeth out um it's just i don't know it's an interesting reference to half-life 2 there but like um right. yeah it's it's I, I think borg might fit that yeah the borg are an interesting are an interesting idea there so have you guys ever seen invasion of the body snatchers no no actually i haven't so invasion of the body snatchers um came out in 1956 it's an american like sci-fi movie uh 
black and white really really interesting effectively there's an alien invasion that are these pods and inside the pods grow clones of people who are hive mind and they start replacing people yeah and they if you fall asleep near a pod it replaces you Right. So they, they've hidden these pods then, presumably, around the... Yes. Yeah. Well, they, they've all started in this town. And it's mm-hmm. sort of the mental breakdown of the main character, who's this doctor, and because he can't sleep. And so finally, he and his wife are running for their lives from these pod people. And then his wife falls asleep for like two seconds while he's holding her hand and she turns into a into a zombie or a pod person right Mm. i bring it up as we're talking about zombies because one of the most interesting things i think about zombies in general is the the transmission of disease right because in your typical zombie story or in your typical zombie world um the vector is normally some sort of transmission of fluids right or being wounded yeah. or, you know, being infected uh, in your traditional way. Now, I'm not super familiar with, um, this is probably completely destroying all of my nerd credit, but I'm not super <laughs> familiar with uh, Star Trek. How do the Borg assimilate people? Uh, more or less transmission of fluids in some ways. It's nano nanotech. So they, they uh, take a little, uh, they take their arm, put it on your neck, and little bits pop out and they uh like little filaments and they mm-hmm. and they boost a bunch of nanotech into you and then they kind of take over your brain and uh usually you kind of pass out and they take you back and then they replace your body parts with cybernetic components and just because um, it's cooler well it's it's because they're it's how they get you into a hive mind and yeah it's it's pretty much because it's cooler and then uh and then sometimes people come back from being bored which is extremely oh. rare but picard was one example of somebody who left the board and came back so he can hear their hive mind to a very limited extent you see that from time to time which is um, yeah i know i i, I love it but like i kind of think it carries some of the similarities of a zombie play because when you like so we've identified two key ones the zombies look like us and that makes them scary um they are not like us though there's usually kind of a rotting flesh component i think it's a little bit of um kind of that same fear that drives uncanny valley mm-hmm. like you're looking at something and you're like that's not right and there's something about it that seems um i think the word would almost be like profane it's like a, mm. a, a bro- right they're dead it, they're supposed un- to stay dead yeah it's unholy you know, it's like a, mm-hmm. way, a, a way to put it, I guess. And, and, and I think that's disconcerting for us, especially because our funeral rites are so important. And so they have to kind of be having somebody's body taken is like such a it's violation. It's a violation of mm-hmm. natural law. It seems wrong. And then we have the disease vector as being fairly common, though not always there's a lot of magic zombies and i think zombies were considered magical until um i want to say night of the living dead um yeah where that that was the result of radiation from venus interesting one right in there yeah. they sent a probe out to venus and so like it came back and they were like radiation here's zombies i guess yeah so there is one i i think another thing we can add is as we're talking through this list and that is that zombies want to spread 
or consume yeah. humans. And that's a really is very common. Right. Well, and, but that's a really important thing, right? Because if the zombies don't want to eat you, mm. then they're not actually a threat, right? Yeah. I mean, if they just want to like hang out and like borrow your lawnmower right? at inconvenient hours <laughs> and things like that, it's like, this it's, is play loud music. Yeah. Um, just hang out in your driveway so you can't get out. Oh, zombies again. Yeah, and I think it's interesting too. It's like um, when you look at some shows, for example, The Walking Dead, where you see the mm. evolution of a zombie, right? Because you look at the very first, if you're going by the TV series, um, you look at the very first episode and the zombies are still relatively new. They're still fairly human looking. They just have blood all over them. Um, yeah. and, but they're kind they're of fresh. slow and lumbering and you know, still kind of developing. And then you get on to later seasons and the zombies have basically like rotted away most of their non-essential mm-hmm. functions. And so now the zombies are a little bit faster. They're a little bit, the ones that have survived are a little bit more, dare I say, clever, uh, even though they're stronger. not. Yeah. yeah. And so like they evolution of a zombie is really important and you see this in games like left for dead 2 where you have you know tanks smokers uh hunters other zombies mm-hmm. that kind of develop differently um mm-hmm. but i think that seth you're right in that component is no matter what the zombies are they have to be to some form efficient at hunting their prey which right. for the horror factor is best if it's humans Right. Well, and so and so that's where we get into this this separation. Um, you know, when you're we're talking about world building, one of the most important things is is having a clear understanding of of how things are actually working if they are an important central pillar, right? Mm-hmm. So so if if something is incidental, then we don't need to define it overly. But with your zombie, it's important to know whether it's biological or magical, right? Because mm-hmm. if this is actually the undead, then they don't need to consume anything in theory, right? They can just, they can just persist. If this is biological, then there are biological functions that they need, that the zombies need to fulfill. And taking in um, taking in some sort of nutrient or or resource is an important biological function for continued survival, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it, 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 it's interesting that you mentioned some of this because, like, uh, the the Walking Dead and talking about them like passing away. One of the reasons that I wanted to do this episode, I had a friend at work who was talking to me about the Walking Dead, and he he really struggled with plausibility because later on he was saying that like. Early, early in the show, they had this incredible fear of zombies. And later on, they, he said they can't seem to decide if the zombies are a threat. So it's like sometimes right. they're just stomping on zombie heads left, right, and center and just curb stomping them and moving on. Other times, a zombie is biting through a human calf through their genes. And I think like some of that is interesting that, that you raise that, John, that the idea that they're getting older and they are getting leaner and they are getting maybe faster and maybe kind of a little bit of natural selection there the better yeah. zombies are rising to the surface and yeah. um you're but then also i i reckon part of the reason 
plausibly in world that they're having an easy time stomping on heads, but they're also getting their ankles chewed through is that the zombies are old and they're decrepit. And there's a sense that they're more fragile, even if they are smarter and faster. Mm, so like, yeah. I wonder if maybe that's it because it's, it's, there's a sense as well that like, so uh, if you guys have ever seen the, the expanse, there's a character in that who has a, a hormone um, enhancing combat uh, node thing. So they basically have a biological device in them that, that just, pumps their body full of adrenaline and endorphins and basically like kills their muscles inhibitions. So like you actually have a lot more strength than you think you have, but your right. body was says, I don't want to break all your tendons. So no bueno, we're not going to do that. No, no, there's a limiter. <laughs> and so, um, she has this device where when she runs her tongue around the roof of her mouth, like a very specific motion, suddenly like her body just floods. And she's like this tiny woman who then like just hammers the crap out of like men twice her size because she's just she's just filled with these hormones and like mm -hmm. she she can just adrenaline basically yeah but when it's done she just starts crying she just breaks because it's like her body is you know kind of catching up to her and it just mm -hmm. floods her with that so mm -hmm. she's like this amazing glass cannon that they sometimes use in the show they'll just be like fighting somebody and do that so here's a theory mm -hmm. for you zombies are so strong because they don't have those inhibitors right right? Like right. that, that could actually be a good in, in world reason for zombies to have that incredible strength and speed or agility that, that we might not see, especially the rage induced zombies from uh, 28 days later or something. Um, yeah. So, so there's a really interesting, again, you know, let's, let's make our distinction here between biological zombie and magical hmm. zombie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because, because in nerddom, the, the the magical zombie predates the biological zombie right because well, in reality they do right right so yeah. in in our understanding of zombies um again as we mentioned in the very beginning the idea of a zombie first showed up when when people started encountering uh voodoo right yeah um yeah. from africa and from the uh caribbean and the the obviously like the process there is a lot different right mm. because and this is important because there is no there is no vector from a zombie magical zombies don't raise zombies as far as i can think you guys jump in and correct me here if i'm wrong but i i can't think of an instance where magical zombies mm. propagate without a, without a master with without a master right the master raises undead right so the idea of like the an, a kingdom fighting against a lone necromancer is totally doable because every time every time the zombies kill villagers or or soldiers the master can raise them from the dead to join his shambling horde right that's that's totally doable but what you don't see is you don't see the um the master raises an army of zombies and then it gets totally out of his control mm. and i don't know maybe there are maybe there are stories that are like that so if listeners if you know of stories like that i'd be interested in reading them or or uh interacting with them so so definitely hit us up i think warcraft um, 3 actually might do you for that does it yeah there was a plague that wiped out most of lordaeron 
and then the zombies raised but they were under control of a of a necromantic power and they didn't spread then by they would kill people and raise them but it was by magic so the plague was like the first wave and then they kind of double dipped and did a magical kind of uh thing where they were raising so who was raising the dead it was uh well the the lich king um okay but that's uh, still so that's still an, an individual yeah. So, oh, yeah. so but, I guess the he, distinction I'm talking about here is that the biological route, there doesn't have to be a controlling evil force. Mm. In fact, yeah, there yeah, is yeah. no evil in a zombie if it's biological, right? If it's magical, there's assumed to be, like you said, some sort of unholy element. Yeah. But if you go the other direction, if you go biological, and this is a really interesting and and maybe gets a little bit too philosophical for what we're aiming for with with this conversation but if you go biological then there's no difference between a ferret and a zombie no they're just animals they're just animals yeah and and that actually i think fits really well into a lot of the especially zombie zombie uh zombie (laughs) genre tropes let's just call Uh, it that yeah, zombies. Zombies. Uh, so they're, they're, that fits really well because like in, uh, so Night of the Living Dead, here's an interesting thing. First of all, Night of the Living Dead, they weren't zombies. They were called ghouls, fleshy right. ghouls. And and the news kept saying, everybody's turning into assassins and killing each other and gathering up. And we, we look at that and we go, well, that's obviously zombies. But uh, Romero had said when he was, he was filming, he was just like, oh no, zombies are like from Caribbean lore. <laughs> like, right. He's like, I have no idea what you're talking about when you call these things zombies, but it became that. So that the, right. the meaning changed like on a dime, like on that, on that yeah. movie, um, even though he didn't call them that in the movie. So like one of the big things about it is that the zombies are just this gathering environmental hazard, which is a good question about whether or not the zombies you may put in your world are fast or slow, right? Like, slow zombies are a gathering threat and they surround your protagonists and while your protagonists are usually bickering so like half of night of the living dead is two main characters arguing about whether or not they should just take all their hardware go into the basement and secure it or if they should stay upstairs where there's a chance they could jump out a window or something and it's like a reasonable debate but they nearly come to blows over it and at one point they actually you know do start fighting and all the while the zombies are just gathering outside mm-hmm. they're an environmental mm-hmm. hazard but a growing threat which is super interesting whereas 28 days later they're just like panic running everywhere and the zombies are just right. like ah you know mardi gras all chasing them down <laughs> uh, it's just you know it's bananas and like that's that's an interesting question in terms in terms of world building you've got that kind of biological vector like how quick does it spread is it like half-life where Mm -hmm. you have to get caught by a head crab which is a really scary thought actually just being smothered to death by some biological thing yeah or um you know uh, very claustrophobic too actually that's a nightmare man but like then uh you'd be dead first yeah well that's the question what's really interesting is that there's actually theories that the half-life zombies are not dead that they're the people are still technically alive on the inside and so there's even that whole aspect where it's well so so i would agree with that because because the head crab as far as i know doesn't have the ability to like latch on to a a um a big creature without a brain like it doesn't have the ability to animate a dead body right it needs a brain it needs a brain brain. 
in order to run. So there has to be some sort of like interaction between the head crab and the um, wow, we're getting really specific here. <laughs> um, I think it's interesting, but you know, there has to be some sort of interaction between the head crab and the brain there. Yeah. These sorts of, um, you know, topics when you're talking about like the transformation of a zombie and like how much are they human? How much are they not? Um, it's also interesting to kind of ask that question in your, in your world. Like what's mm. the spiritual side effects? How are the spiritual right. people kind of addressing this? I think it's yeah. a typical trope that the priest is a, you know, shotgun wielding, uh, zombie slaying, knife in my Bible holding, um, kind of, one hundred percent. you know, zombie Aren't all enemy. priests really? I mean, <laughs> yeah, but but <laughs> hard. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's that's that becomes an interesting realm where when you're looking at the biological side, especially in like a fantasy setting, kind of tackling oh, the how how is the spiritual realm in your setting in your world kind of dealing with zombies like are they souls to be redeemed or are they yeah. just corpses at this point like herschel in the walking dead believed they could come back and so he wouldn't abandon mm -hmm. his daughter his, that was his granddaughter or something that they had in there so he had that shed full of zombies yeah um and that idea of hopelessly clinging to that and uh, then the kind of mental adaptation that people have to go through in order to survive like zombie land, all zombies are dead. They just, they just cope with that and they just hammer them with baseball bats and they nearly, right. they're, they're kind of having fun doing it. You know, like right. I think they, they actually, I, I have this belief that zombie land may be one of the most realistic zombie movies to come out because uh, in terms of human interaction, because in every zombie movie I've seen, everything gets bleak and dark and humans right. just can't survive that. It's a little bit like no. um, I've been told and I don't I, I can't say this is true, not being in the medical field, but one of our um, one of our listeners may know better. But I'd heard that Scrubs was more realistic than, say, Grey's Anatomy or ER, mm -hmm. because um, the reason Scrubs was was superior in terms of just accuracy was that the cast actually just like were having fun. And yeah. people were laughing and enjoying themselves no. because you have to, because it's just so tense. And well, so that's a really and... good point. The one of the things that's often overlooked in in what I'll call genre stories, when you're talking about like horror or uh, post apocalyptic, is that humans cannot actually survive that kind of environment, right? So unless you normalize there's no chance of survival. And, right. and what I mean by normalize there is you have to say, hey, this is the new norm, and I can live a hope-filled and productive life inside this situation, right? I can adapt to my circumstances in a way that's going to make it totally normal that, that there's a you know horde of creatures outside my door that I have to beat off with a baseball bat every time I want to want to go find food. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I just sort of have to do this, but as we're talking about humans kind of adapting emotionally, what I'm really interested in and the thing that I think breaks my immersion the most is, and maybe this would actually be, uh, maybe this would be good as a question. So I'm going to, I'm going to pitch a question here, John, if you were yeah. developing a world, that included zombies, how would you handle long-term resource acquisition?
for the non-zombies? <laughs> That's a very good question. Um, so, so I bring this up. I bring yeah. this up as you're as you're thinking this over. Um, I bring this up because if ninety percent of the globe turned into zombies, or ninety nine percent, whatever whatever the percentage, if seventy five percent of the globe turned into zombies, we would be back to a hunter gatherer society in a matter of of weeks, right? Mm -hmm. Right. All of our all of our resources would would effectively run out or spoil almost instantly. So all of our uh, stored resources would effectively expire within a couple of weeks. Mm. So we would then have nobody farming, right? We would have we would have nobody producing canned goods. We would have nobody producing uh, dried goods. So anything that the that the characters want to consume resource wise, they would have to produce themselves. And if you look at traditional societies where they still do all of that, their own preparation of resources uh, for on, like on a daily basis, you realize that that takes up their entire day. There is no time for anything else, which means that if you then introduce a threat like zombies that are ever present and that you have to guard against and that limit your mobility, uh, chances of anybody surviving drop unbelievably. Yeah. Right. So how do you deal with that? Yeah, so I think immediately um, getting to land where you can try to cultivate food is and then also fuel. So... I'm thinking fields nearby to forested regions, right? Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like the American West where you have some fields and then nearby cross that hill and there's a forest there. Mm -hmm. um, and then to get there, you would need to ground up and find as many survivors as you can that are desperate enough to work with anybody. Mm -hmm. And you would need to basically have people that are that organized. But it'd probably turn into a feudal system almost because you would have like this group over here that is farming but then you have group b that their land is deteriorating or they have zombies coming up into their land that they can't handle anymore right and so they may decide all right well we gotta go either tell these guys that you know they're working for us now or we're gonna kill them and take all of their land um and so, like, you'd probably have, like, a really interesting feudal land war between the living mm -hmm. um, amidst the zombies. I tell you one thing that would happen that is not necessarily dealing with the, um, the long-term acquisition of resources, but, like, immediately you would have cities that were being consistently looted, you know, and people living in those cities to survive mm -hmm. short-term. But those places would most likely just end up as just dead spots of crumbling buildings, you know, zombies roaming around um, mm -hmm. until they basically deteriorated into ash. And you wouldn't have the technology to really repair that land to cultivate food. Mm -hmm. um, and so, like, you would just see probably people grouping up in cities and then just leaving, right? Similar to... Right colonialism um you know where just small groups of people would just be like yep we're gonna go out to this new land and start afresh and 
Yeah. Um, I think it'd be in, it would be interesting to kind of see a story that developed from that idea of the zombie apocalypse has been happening for six months now and people are leaving these cities and leaving these big metropolises right. because yeah. it's like it's better off by yourself let me let me let me contribute to that it's i i've um if you guys are interested in adaptation you want to develop your worlds well in terms of zombies i can recommend the book world war z they made a movie about it the thing it has in common with the book is the name um <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, it's just nothing. Uh, the book is a story about a journalist who 20, 30 years after the zombie zombie plague has passed is uh, talking to different survivors about what happened during it. And so this guy travels to like meet a pilot who got downed in the middle of it because uh, a bunch of uh, basically the American population moved west over over the Sierra Nevada mountain range mm -hmm. and began to adapt. And they're talking about how the Marine Corps developed uh, entrenchment tools called lobos, which were designed or lobotomizers, which were designed to uh, bash in zombie heads because they were doing more hand to hand combat because it was more it was more practical because bullets were less effective because they had to hit mm -hmm. the head and they had this disastrous fight in Yonkers, New York, because the zombies moved north. So uh, Yonkers is like it, like an exurb north of uh, north of New York. And so all the zombies were coming up there as they were evacuating and the US military fights them, but they've been trained to shoot center of mass. So they can't take out the zombies, the zombies just keep coming. And so uh, they get routed. And even though they bomb it, they use fire, which was ineffective because the zombies didn't feel pain. So then they just had flaming zombies and all kinds of stuff like that. <laughs> oh, and it goodness. was just like, yeah, so it's just a total <laughs> cluster. And they, um, and it's like how the whole book is just about adaptation uh, and it's mm. it's phenomenal i got the audiobooks really really good so it's just all these little vignettes so they talk to one cuban businessman who's at the top of this high rise and basically what happens is uh, a bunch of americans make it to cuba and the zombies don't so cuba gets quarantined and becomes like a a thriving um massive economy and so they talk about how cuba won the zombie war Mm -hmm. uh, which was just really interesting because they just had this influx of like like basically as many americans as could afford to get there so there were all these like highly college educated like the cream right. of the crop just managed to escape over there and so they got like america's best minds in one go and uh thrived as a result so like it's it's a phenomenal book that i'd, I'd really highly recommend so uh we've done a lot to do with zombies today we've touched on a ton of different ips some of which are like explicitly zombified and build upon the genre other ones just contain zombies and uh we, we found a couple of things that are really common to them but if you're building a world and you want to make it the most plausible and sustainable world that you can we, we think you need to consider a few of these things right like basically the zombie threat level how dangerous are your zombies are they fast or are they slow this is this is huge for building dramatic tension and we've kind of explored how slow zombies just gather outside as a looming storm and vast zombies make for uh fast frantic adventures that are you know kind of intimidating and scary good for jump scares and things like that we asked about how zombies spread it is it is it a plague or is it magic you know or is there a high risk can you get bitten or scratched by a zombie and become one or is it a matter of uh of being raised by a, uh, a necromancer or something. So I talked about how humans adapt, which is in maybe one of the more interesting questions, but I think it's an interesting question emotionally as well as physically. But we talked about some resources that you can touch to kind of develop on that. And we even talked about expiration date on the zombies. Do your zombies die 
over time as red giant mistakenly believed in resident evil the first movie uh they did not die they just hung out there and then took over raccoon city so don't let raccoon city get taken over by your zombies by mislabeling them uh so or do that's yeah, <laughs> yeah or do it's your decision your really it's your world <laughs> um so yeah that's that's kind of the layout that we have of this and and a couple of questions we want to ask we honestly could dive into this more this genre is huge and zombies just as as, as a world building artifact raise a million and one questions most often the question is what does it make us as people it's always a question of how people interact together which is another kind of world building thing uh so with that i've been james i'm john and i'm seth and this has been the worldcraft club thank you for listening thank you for joining seth and i on the worldcraft club podcast Please go ahead and like us, subscribe to us on your preferred app. And if you use iTunes, rate us five stars if you think we're worth the rating. It really helps our numbers. If you're listening here, you're missing out on half the content along with loads of other goodies. So please consider becoming an exclusive club member at our Patreon page, starting at as low as $5 a month. If you have any questions, you can go ahead and jump on our webpage, worldcraftclub.com, to get the latest updates on our blog. We're also available on Twitter and Instagram. This has been the Worldcraft Club podcast. Thank you for listening.